Blog Talk Radio. people in the hood. Uh, we are in our second week of this new Saturday show. Uh, I'm Keith Bledsoe, uh, along with uh, Brother Jimmy Williams. Uh, it's uh, January 10th, and we're just going to uh, go right into it and uh, do like we do. Brother Jim, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing, Keith? Doing hey, man, how was your trip from uh, Pine Bluff, man? Uh Coming back from Pine Bluff is cool. I gotta share this with you real quick, make a long story short. But I, I did get, I did get stopped, pulled over by uh, Texas uh, <laughs> police. A young, young okay. white guy, young white cop, green cut, pulled me over, and uh, I had inspired. Uh, I, I'm working on getting all my, my Texas uh, plates and everything. I, I knew my Ohio plates had been inspired, but I went through all the motions. To, to, I had all the paperwork, but I haven't gotten it. Uh, one thing back from Ohio yet, my registration, so I can take care of the business. So I had all my paperwork and. You know, I explained to him, you know, that I was waiting on some paperwork for my registration from last year from Ohio so I could take it to Texas and do my switcheroo, make a long story short. Bottom line is, the dude was really, really cool, man. You know, it, it seems like as soon as I get pissed and get riled up and fired up about the police, one comes along and treats me treats me cool, man. I mean, you know, what can you say? It, it, it just goes back to the majority of these guys. They're really, really good community-serving people. It's just an element within them. That's just causing all the problems, man. So yeah, yeah. 
That's know, good that's to hear, the, though. Yeah, I, I felt good. I, I really felt good. I thanked them, you know, I, and I'm courteous to them, too. And uh make a long story short, I mean, he could have told Makai, technically speaking, okay? Mm-hmm. They can do that. But he, you know, gave me a warning and just said, hey, man, you know, you can't do that. You know, just believe me, that car ain't going no damn way to get the paperwork. That car is going to be something <laughs> in the cement before I drive it. So I get the paperwork. But anyway, uh, what, what's jumping? What's jumping with you, man? What's been walking and rolling, and what's been on your mind, and what's happening on your uh, on your Facebook? What kind of you know dialogue you've been going with? Well, some of the stuff I've been bringing up is uh, I'm a real stickler, man, for trying to to get everybody in the hood to understand. We got to start making some small steps. I just read where Obama is going to um, offer free college, the first two years of community college for free. Now, I'm not a real big one on getting simulated into the system, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. you got to learn how to read and write and comprehend. Yeah. I'm into critical thinking. I wish they could offer that as a, um, a subject. Um, but, you know, I totally from agree. the outside in – I'm sorry, go ahead, Keith. No, I, saying, I, the, I, I, um, I totally agree. That's all I said. Go ahead. Yeah, I want, I want everybody in the hood to understand that, you know um, – we can do this. We can make the hood better. The, we already know what's wrong. We already know what baby and them doing. We already know what our neighbors are. We already know about the single parents and the missing fathers and the failed schools. We already know about this stuff. What I want to do is yep. try to open up a dialogue that we can actually make small steps and make big changes. And I got friends right now. I'm going to try to get them on the air. Uh, one young lady named Tara. She's from Cabrini. She's running for alderman. She's trying to make a difference. I got a, uh, another uh, friend of mine. His name is Tommy Sams. He's running for um, president and business agent of uh, uh, local uh, 241 for the CTA. I got another buddy out of Cabrini. All of us out of Cabrini. He's running for mayor of one of the uh, southern suburbs. So we can make a difference. We can we can start and make a difference in the hood. And the plans that I have, it's going to step on somebody's toes, but it has to be done. We can't keep doing the same thing we're doing right now and expect for things to change. We cannot keep electing the same Ottomans over and over again just because they're black. If you got a Spanish or a white guy that's going to help build the community, put their asses in there. I'm sorry. That's just me. We want to make changes and some sound changes that's going to move the, uh, the neighborhood forward. One of the things is my pet peeve. This always kills. It's all about money when it comes to politics, money and power. We, as a uh, black race living in the hood, we have too many freaking churches that are not adding money to the tax base. I'm sorry. They're not doing it. Then the next person living next to a church, his taxes are high because this guy got a tax exempt for him and his annex and all the property that he owns. Everything is tax exempt. Somebody got to pick up their tax bill. Okay, if we can get all those churches to say, okay, fine, we want to help the neighborhood out, we want to start paying our fair share of taxes, regardless of what the law says that you can get away with, pay your fair share. Let all of us have a little breathing room, too, while you guys are running around in your Cadillacs and your little pinky rings and whatnot and banging half the women in the doggone choir. Let us get a breather, too. We want to be comfortable, too. You all get together. These guys get together, man, and they'll – take all the money out of the neighborhood, they'll move out of the neighborhood, come back to the hood thinking they're doing us a, uh, a favor. No, you want to do us a favor? Pay your fair share. 
I've always believed that I've always believed that any pastor of any church, if your church is good enough to be wherever you have your church, damn it, that's where you should live in that area code. You know, you, you, you if you, if you in Flossmore and you got a church over in Fifty First and uh, Bay, uh, you you need to get back over there, whatever that area code is on Fifty First and Bay. That's just the way I feel about it. And and, and, and this tax exempt this tax exempt status for the churches, all this does is serves them up to the system. This is just. Stuff that's happening right in front of our face. And by the way, we have we do have a caller on hold. Caller, hold on. Now I see you. That's zero one three eight. The last four digits. Uh, anybody else okay. want to call? Chime in. It's seven one eight six six four nine five one three. Seven one eight six six four nine five one three. And as far as brother Jim, when you say as far as not trying to step on toes, man, if if if, if, if you if you missing toes, then you ain't getting the job done. Because there's just so many okay. toes out there. And missing those toes, missing toes is why we're in the position that we are today, because we tiptoeing through the tulips. You know, we got to smash yeah, the MFs, man. And I really want to um, get across to everybody in the hood. I'm not bashing. You know, I've been living in the neighborhood, in hoods all my life. I love it. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me on point. I can live anywhere, else, but I love the hood, and I love my people. Mm-hmm. And another thing we would have to do is try to get these aldermen that are in office right now to come up with a collective plan to deal with and combat the um, the drug dealings and all these crimes and whatnot. Why haven't they got together and came up with a plan as a whole? It's beyond me. Because all we're doing is running from one um, poor neighborhood to another, and they got the power to at least bring it to the city council and saying, we understand what's going on over in, in, in Beverly. We understand what's going on over in, in Lincoln Park. But this is what's happening where we're at, and this is the plan we want to try to confront and combat the problems that are happening in our neighborhoods. You can't have the same um, plan for the whole city. It just it hasn't worked, and it's not going to work sometime in the future. So our politicians got to be accountable for that, too. All the well, rubber stamping, yeah, yeah. all that stuff got to stop. Got to stop. Hey, and I really would like. Oh, yeah, I'm bring the caller in. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm man, go, because I'll talk I'm all night. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I got you, Keller. I know you, brother. We're going to work it out. <laughs> We're going to uh, bring <laughs> our caller in. I know you, Jimmy. It's all good, brother. <laughs> and uh, we have a caller, uh, uh, 0138. Uh, caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Is this Brother Lemuel Yes. Texas? This is Brother Lemuel What's going on? All right, so I was uh, listening. I had to I had to call and ask. I had to text Jimmy, let him know. Hey, do you want me to call? Come through today or what? You want me to call because I was ready. So, so but, what? Uh, uh, did you did you hear with the floor where, where, where we were uh, as you were holding on there? Oh yeah, I, I heard it all. I heard it all. I thought he, what he said was excellent. I liked exactly what he was talking about. So what okay, so you, what, uh, what exactly ahead, what Jeff. you would have done or would like to see done to get the hood back? As a people, what you would like to see for us to do to make those small steps toward making, making our areas better? I'm with you on, on the uh, churches of paying their fair part, and I'm not even saying that. They need to pay every single year. Okay, you're a church. Okay, uh, you may make a little bit less one year than another, but, you know, it can't be the church being the best looking thing in the whole neighborhood all the time. 
You know, I've seen neighborhoods where that's what it looks like. And uh, I think that at least every other year, they out of face of tax. Oh, okay. That I hadn't thought about. I'm just dogging them out. I want to yeah, so my I'm down. <laughs> okay, but well, I, well, I compromise. I'm, I'm, Right. I'm okay with compromise. I'm okay with compromise, but don't just stand there and uh, be like, uh, uh, well, you know, uh, you know, playing pocket pool and things, and you're standing up there and you're not <laughs> contributing nothing. You're not contributing anything besides some lip service. You know what I'm saying? We've heard lip service for over 500 years. You know what I'm saying? I don't, we don't need that. We need some action. <laughs> we need to take some of that money that we give to you and you should be donating some of that money to the uh, betterment of the neighborhood. Tell me something. Do you think you know? we should get to a point when where... when the people um, move, when they do regentrification, and the people move, they move. The church moves. I've seen it. Hmm. Okay. So do you they think move that... Um, they do you think that we should get to a point where we should... um? implement a plan to where we should, not a martial law, not a police state or a police ward, but we should put certain emphasis on uh, landlords, absentee landlords, that know they got property, know they got problem tenants, but won't come back until after the first, I mean, until the first of the month to pick up their money, and then they're gone. We got to deal with the problem that they brought in because some buildings really are really strict with who they want to let in on their properties. But you got some... Mm-hmm that live way out here in Berwyn somewhere that's got like a, a courtway with, with 20 tenants and 11 of them are causing so much hell in the community as a whole, why can't yeah. we got to get to a point where we got to uh, make those landlords accountable for what they're letting in to our neighborhood or on our block? The neighborhood is a whole other ballgame. On our block. Is it, you, think it's, you think it should be fa- you think it's fair that we should hold the landlords accountable? And not the tenant itself. That way, the police can be uh, unstressed because instead of going after the tenant, we go after the landlord. Then the landlord deals with the tenant, like a like that trickle down bullshit Reagan tried to do. Trickle down economics. We're gonna call it trickle down hood revitalized or something. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. You're saying that that the landlord, if the tenant is is cause problem. That he should be there. Now you know that's true. I believe in that, but at the same time, what's going to happen is this: if the landlord is getting his money, his rent, he's kind of not going to care. You know what I'm saying? In a way, who's there for a lot of landlords? You know. Um. A lot of landlords uh, uh, don't care about it. I, I know that I've been in buildings where uh, the landlord just left. I mean, they were acting like, well, you know, I ain't got enough tenants in my building. There ain't enough people. But they just let the property go and stand at that, you know, basically paying pocket pool and trying to trying to get ourselves together. And we got to pay all of the, the bills to the place because they let it go. So that's happened, too. <laughs> you keep saying pocket pool. I want to. I want to. The audience should know what pocket pool is, so I'm not going to even get on that one. That's just funny that you keep. That's my old school there. 
I'm telling you, know you guys about our fan, and so I'm. I'm with you. Dude, you are on the radio with real people from the hood, man. You can do what you need to do and say what you have to say. <laughs> One other thing, man. I'm going to keep jumping into different subjects as far as making the neighborhood right. Uh, single parents, these moms that had fathers living there, they got rid of them or they walked away from this woman for a reason. Uh, Sometimes the reason is mostly pride. Sometimes it's a front. Sometimes it's, it's right out of sheer, uh, sheer anger. The guy, on the other hand, just hit it and quit it. Um, they they went to another one that was vulnerable in their eyes as far as their hearts and their minds. And then you got some that that um, just don't give a shit. You know, they took they they got what they wanted from the young lady. Then they left her with all the responsibility. Now she's depressed, trying to make decisions, trying to make everything right. But then getting back to the way the system is with us in the hood, giving babies telephone numbers to call on their parents, um, the low low wage jobs, you know, lack of education, and um, so as far as people, women with kids, fathers with kids, their attitudes towards each other, how can we sometimes, how can we kind of mend that and get started with, even though, even though she's living with another man, he's got three more baby mamas, more than likely, how is it that we can start those two elements to get back together and, and look at what they're bringing up as far as their offsprings? How can they instill something wow. positive with their situations all fucked up? The man's situation fucked up. The woman's situation fucked up. Oh, well, you know uh, what? Uh, we just talk, we just talking about black people or are we talking about everybody? No, we're talking about the hood, man. I don't, I don't give a shit about okay. nobody but the hood. Real people Yo, from the hood, that's what I'm talking about. Because we know what our problems are in the hood. I don't know what's happening over on the Gold Coast. I really don't. They have money, but they still got problems. Yep. But I don't know what those problems are. So Right. Uh, I, I personally think that the first thing is that all black men and women should understand that uh, we came over here well, we didn't come over here voluntarily. We were uh, uh, basically kidnapped and taken over here. Some of us were sold. But we were forced, brought over here by force, on the same ship, chained on the same ship, came here and worked on the same field, you know, uh, went through atrocities, uh, crimes against humanity during slavery and so forth. And still now. Jim Crow, we went through all of these things. We got to think of a, a word for this era, but it's not uh, post-racial. That's not true. But we got to think of a word for this era, and we got to come up with it. We can't. We can't let the, the oppressed come up with the words. We've got to come up with a word for this era because this is an interesting era. Um, hmm. But uh, uh, the thing is, is that, that same bug that, that that bit the brother. Bit the black man, bit the black woman. I know some best up sisters. I know some best up brothers, man. I I know some best up brothers. Okay, uh, so I mean, I I'm I'm just being honest. It's it's messed up on both ends, and brothers and sisters, yeah. black men and black women need to understand there is also a conspiracy to break them up, to keep them from liking or loving one another. That's part and of the that, problem. That's part of the self-hate issue. 
let me let me jump in. That 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 that's exactly okay. what a, a lot a lot of what I try to. I say this all the time on my page. I'm always trying to say that the, the system, the system, it, there is a system that is designed to do exactly what it's doing to put us in a position that we're in, and it's done right in front of our face, right in our face. And it's all, and we just refuse to see it. It's almost like we just can't seem to grab hold of and and understand what's happening, man. Come on, it goes from from the uh, what you far as you as far as loving each other. You know, everything is designed to do just the opposite. So we feel exactly the opposite, and we buy into it. So it's like, what gives? You know, we we have to counter somehow this system that's doing what it's doing. And I know for the youth, it's going to start in kindergarten down there. But when you have the right. people, same people who oppress you teaching your kids, then, then what? Did you think it should be yep. a way that we should get those um, parents, those single parents and those absentee fathers to try to uh, hook up one day and go to the park with the kids and, and bring all the kids that he had, all the kids that she has, and their mates is there any way we could probably get them at a table or or ask them to get uh, come to dinner, ask them to invite each other to dinner or ask each of them to get together and talk amongst themselves and let the kids hear those different things that they went through and without arguing, trying to anyway, without arguing, let them hear why they are there, why they're present, and who made them there, who put them there as far as their mother, their father, their stepfather, their stepmother, and see if they can start there. And get the kids calm and let the kids think, yeah, we can, now that we are here and we got all these different uh, role models, our parents and our stepfathers and our extended families and whatnot, we ought to be able to listen to all of them and say, well, this is where we're going to start at. I understand you're my stepbrother, you're my stepsister. Is there any way that we can probably try to figure out a way where we can get those families, those extended families together and just talk? Without all the attitude and the blame and 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 who did this and who started that and why they did, you know, they they can bring all that out, bring it up, well, bring it out, get it out the way. Yeah, I think that's that well, should you. be one of the things that they should really concentrate on too. Getting those families and, and those and those extended families in a room and everybody talk. If everybody's really sincere about dealing with the neighborhood, we got to start real basic. We already know who did what and when and when it happened. We already know this. But if we don't have to get this generation to the middle of mind here. Hold on, 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 Jim. Lemuel, what do you think about that? I think that's a very good idea. I kind of think that this generation is more, this this young generation is more open to actually Mm -hmm. putting themselves uh, on the uh, uh, right up there on the podium too, because you know they they the ones in these talk shows and stuff. You know they they're okay with being able to do that, and at least they get something out. I mean, yeah, it's only an hour of show. You only really get fifteen minutes to say what you got to say, but they're they're okay with that. And I don't think that none of them get a chance really per se to do that. I don't think yes. they have any. Yes. Negotiating skills, any bargaining skills, any compromising skills, so that things can get done. Uh, business skills, whatever you would like to call it. I don't think they have those skills, and I know that I didn't learn any from my parents. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I didn't learn anything like that from my parents. 
the few <laughs> years I had my grandparents, I learned some things. I, I actually reflect on what they say more than anything else. I skip over my parents. Seriously, I do. I skip over my parents and remember things that my grandparents said. You know, when okay. I when I go to sleep and all that, I dream about somebody who affected me in a good way, wisdom like and stuff. And I go over my parents. Seriously, my okay. grandparents get that. When you when you say go over your parents, your, did your parents discuss any of your history? Did your parents discuss anything about why they broke up? Uh, who you know what? Or no. did, was anything no. positive said about each other no. to you from either one of them? Uh, my father had just the only thing he mentioned was that he really loved my mother, and she left him, and he felt so bad and all that. And I remember these things happening. But he felt so bad and all that. See, he couldn't do nothing with her, you know what I'm saying? Because they were both military. So his ass was out. She had more rank than him. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> okay. So his ass was okay. out. So what shit he could say or do. So, you know, he'd be fucked up if he did something. So it was one of those issues. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know? But uh, when I see it and I understand, when I, I, I mean, I'm being serious on this. I'm going to just be open about this. When I look at my mother and my father, and I say, yeah, y'all both had issues, but my father was one hell of an asshole. Just put it out there. This is true. Hmm. He, he was asshole supreme, and I can see that. You know what I'm saying? And he should he should have been that way. <laughs> I mean, for some people, you know, and it's not like, you know, and I tell my mom, too, you know, they ain't teaching me a lot of stuff, you know, all my Stuff I learned about my people and all that stuff. I didn't learn that from them, either one of them. They ain't talked to me about Damn. relationships, how to get a woman, how to pick a woman, how to choose a woman. I'm talking about my mother or my father. Now, hmm. later on, my fa- my mother told me that she had three marriages and she didn't think she was qualified because she said she didn't ever got it right. So when she told hmm. me that and was was straightforward about it. I said, okay, Mom, I'll never bother you about that again. I appreciate you being honest. Now, my father, he used to say that. He he went through the whole rainbow, all the races, and he and at first black women went shit, you know. And then all of a sudden Damn. all of the women went shit. I'm telling you the truth what he did. He went out with some, <laughs> okay. you know, and everything. And then I had to tell him one day, Mom, that Dad, you an asshole, man. It's you. You don't like no woman now. I'm like, hey, you can't be homosexual because you're not gay. So you just fucked up guy. You know, I just let him know just like that. You just fucked up, man. It's you. You got to look at yourself when all of them agree like this. It's across the racial and cultural divide that you ain't no good-ass man, that you are no good-ass man. So you need, you got the issues. It's you. It's not them. And that's not to say that you ain't ran into no cadavers women or anything. But this issue upon when it comes to the uh, the the Rick the whole racial divide of women that you you the asshole you the asshole man. <laughs> now now I, I have to tell you that's deep, Lev. That's deep, brother Lamb. Brother Lamb, did, 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 did that have any effect on you as far as you having to break through that mold so that you would fall as far away from that tree as possible? Yes, in actuality, uh, there was a time when I. When uh, I realized that, my, uh, you know, I had parents 
that really didn't know shit. They knew how to uh, go out to work and work and do what they was told and so forth and certain little basic oh, things man. to get by in society. And I realized they just really didn't have no wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And the only wisdom that I had really gained was, was from my grandparents. And I had realized this. My grandparents gave me all the wisdom that I had accumulated, but my mother and father had. There was nothing they said that ever worked or anything, seriously. So I had to go elsewhere. I had to figure things out myself. That can be a real deflating experience for a lot of a lot of kids coming up. when they To, to realize yeah. something like that, that somebody who you really want to look up to and admire, you know what I mean? And then you come to a realization yeah. that, Damn, this is an empty wagon. You know, that's that's got to be kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of deflating. You know, I mean, it, it's. Yeah, I hear you, man. It is. It is an empty and, wagon. And okay, I, I like be, that one too. Yeah, I wanted to be open about that because I think that there are a lot of men and women out there that went through that and realized that their parents ain't really have no wisdom to offer them, and it was not much that yeah. they could help them with. Yeah. Except yeah. for, you know, okay, I'm eating, you fed me, I got a place to stay, there's clothes on my back, sent to school, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because that's the bulk of what they can give you and what they could offer to you. And you have wow. to take it. Hmm. On that note, let's, uh, oh, let's tell you what, we're going to do what we got to do. We got to get, we got to get, uh, we got to promote Brother, Brother Jim, the abstract t shirts. We're going to put, uh, that out, we got we got to do a uh, little old school, we got to do a little reminiscent for a second. We're going to come right back. I kind of want to, if we get a chance to, when we come back, uh, my question is, are, are we are we too sensitive? Is the sensitivity of us as black people a major part of the problem? Uh, you know, how we react to, to should be true, but we just can't handle it. And so what we do is we degrade the person who brought the message. We'll talk about that yeah. when we get back. Hold on. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, check it. I ain't got no job. Got no job. Ain't got to pay my bills. And now, how you gonna do? You're back up again. Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man.
our back. Man, we got to get our music back. We have, we got to get our music back. Man, what the hell happened? But <laughs> I'm telling you, anyway, I like that one. That was good. Man, we got to get our <laughs> yeah, music back. Yeah, that was good. Wow. Uh, we're back with uh, Brother Jimmy Williams, Brother Lemuel Chester, and uh, we're, we're just shooting the breeze. We're talking like we talk, and uh, we're just trying to get the conversation started. That's how anything's going to start with the, with the conversation. And before uh, we left, I was uh, not to – we seem to be super sensitive uh, when someone tells us the truth about us, and, and I think that's a major problem. I mean – Yes. President Obama said, he was just, look, pull up your pants, blah, blah, blah. They said, well, why are you telling them that? Why you got to tell us that? Well, damn, those, why do you think he's telling us that? Don't, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I take it as though it was just tough love, but he's trying to send us a message directly, what we need to do. You know, what, what, what do you think about our sensitivity? Either, uh, just jump right in. You know, let me let me start off. Um, um, then, Lim, you can jump in. Me, that is a bunch of crock. It's like total fucking denial, and it pisses me off. Because when Oprah Winfrey said that the youth, with all these movements and whatnot, need a leader, she wasn't talking down to anybody. She wasn't. She, it's all out there. We got to have. We gotta get focused. And somebody has to tell us that we're not focused. Because when I started my T-shirt business, I had to go and ask uh, another company, let me work for them for free, for free. To show me the business and tell me exactly what I need to do, do's and don'ts. I did that for six whole months, and I learned how to work and do, I mean, how to um, how to um, succeed in the T-shirt business because I listened. I asked, and when I screwed up, he wasn't bashful to tell me that I screwed up. And I listened because I knew I screwed up. I just didn't know where we're at. But the sensitivity thing has to stop. You know, it's this funky attitude that we got toward each other. Everybody talking about disrespecting this, disrespecting that. And then you got people out here that just gave up angry all the freaking time, and you can't tell them jack. They get on a bus, and then they want to use it as a flop house. You Then you don't want to sit next to them because you think you got bed bugs or something. But when you ask that brother, dude, it doesn't have to be like this. You can go to a shelter. You know, if, you just, if you're able, you can get you a job at UPS. I've said this. You can get your job at UPS and get yeah. an education at the same time. And then if you're sincere about the whole thing, if they're offering you all this stuff, somebody will offer you a job. But you got to have your act together. you got to have skills. you got to develop something in you to get rid of that the stank-ass attitude, that funky-ass sensitivity. It ain't working. If it ain't work now, it ain't going to work. But you constantly keep holding on to your like, – Playing pocket pool, and then think everyone's <laughs> supposed to uh, fall in your favor because you black and you out there and you ain't got no money. Damn it, you can make you can change all of that if you want to. Just change your funky ass attitude and get rid of those sens- sensitivity strip you got rolling down your freaking back. That shit irks me, man. Go ahead, Lamb. Lamb, Lamb, what do you think, man? <laughs> I think he's exactly right. I think he's exactly right. And they have no business getting mad at Obama. He's black. He lives in a black neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? He's been black all his damn life. He lived in Hawaii. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Them brothers over there and sisters is black. You know what I'm saying? They may show y'all lighter-skinned individuals, but they do that wherever the hell you go. If you go to Thailand, on the commercials, on the TV, you're going to see some lighter-skinned Thai people. But if you look at the actual movie that they got, you'll see that most of them are dark. Just like Indy, they'll show you the lightest skin. Bollywood is, you know, 
They got that color issue. You know what I'm saying? That's what they advertise. But in reality, most of people are saying they dark. Um, but at any rate, yes, they we uh, we should get over the sensitivity of something that we do all the time. We do that when we got here, that we the things were struck against us. You know, because we came here on some on some slave ship ship shit, man. We came here on some crap in the first. Yeah, I mean, place. if you can't, if you, know you know can't. Yeah, it, start, it starts with everything starts with acknowledging the damn truth. If you can't acknowledge yeah, the exactly. damn truth, ain't nothing happen. It don't matter what you do if you ain't working with a foundation from the truth and you're trying to sign a bullshit. Exactly. You know, exactly. it, 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 and it's right in my face, man. It really gets me. It's like, damn, am I the only one seeing this shit? You know, am I? Our <laughs> number that damn small. I'm gonna need a damn neck brace, man. I be shaking my head so much sometimes. You know. Okay. Well. Let me ask you this. Uh, this. This week, man, they, they they put some shit on TV that I was just totally underwhelmed and outdone with. You know what I'm talking about. I was done in about, this is just me. I mean, it, it, whoever liked it, more power to you. That, that damn empire, did, did you, I saw the first 10 minutes and I, I, I was done. I'm, I'm, I was over with it. Do you all have any opinion on that show or those type shows in particular, period? I heard about it. I did not see it, and I knew that it was going to be some propaganda and some bullshit in it anyway, and I wasn't serious about going to actually look at it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, because I, I, I definitely hate the negative images of us that are so negative, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I really do hate those images being there all the time. You know, at least white people do give you some good images of themselves. They will give you the complicated uh, evil man and so forth, oh, yeah. or complicated evil woman. We don't really mm-hmm. get that. We get negative, 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 and then maybe a positive the tenth time, and then another ten negative, positive. They will get all types and all depths of a person within a show or two. And you'll get a, a real, you know, you you really have to think about what was in that show, you know, and you'll have conflicting feelings, even sometimes, for the for the uh, uh, villain in that show. Because even he's but it's, it's read that you got to see me, people don't read between the damn lines. They're so busy being entertained. They don't just see what yes. the hell is smacking you and degrading you right in your face, and you're just having a good you, you, and you, you, you just having a good time. You're just being entertained. But, Jim, what, did, you, did you get a chance to see it, or what, what kind of reactions were you hearing uh, about that crap, in my opinion? I, I didn't see the show. I, I, I never okay. looked at it. I don't, I don't even know what Scandal's about. I'm going to be honest with you. That's how far... Um, uh, far apart from, from all that stuff, but what I've been hearing on Facebook, people love it. People love it. They they try to figure out what she gonna do, what he gonna do, what he said. Oh, oh, they were yeah. they was on it last night. It's like, okay, you like That's the show. Sad. I haven't seen it, so I, I I really can't critique it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really don't have anything to say about the show other than the fact that everybody mm-hmm. that that I, every all the all the statements that I read about people liked it. So. I wanted to watch it for the purpose of, of uh, talking about it. If, depending on which way it went, and within the first ten minutes, I was, what, I, what I was saying was like it was to me. It was 
Like, come on now. Look, this, our kids are fucking confused enough, okay? They're confused <laughs> enough. No, keep that shit. Take, put, uh, anyway, but I don't want to get started on it, but I, I thought it was <laughs> absolutely You know, I feel the same way about, um, you know, it doesn't have to do with, I feel the same way about that new movie, that new, new Martin Luther King movie came out, Selma. I'm still pissed off about the Martin Luther King statue moving up to this other new Martin Luther King movie. How many freaking times are they going to make Martin Luther King movie? How many times are they going to make one? Make a, a Durango Part 2, 3, 4, 5. Make, a, um, make some black movies with characters, man, that we can actually go into history and, and check on. And, and, and see what they were about, what their attitudes were, what they lived through. Hollywood is not going to do that. That's why you got these guys like uh, Jamal Lil White. That's a karate guy. Am I saying that right? That big karate guy. They're, and, and him and mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes, they're in other countries making black movies. Yeah. They don't mind. I don't know what these people at Sony talking about. People Michael overseas Jai love White. black characters. They really do. And, and if all oh, these yeah. actors, these black actors here in the United States can go overseas and make and produce the movies that will be enlightening in terms of the uh, of black people, period, which most countries already know America's full of shit since Barack Obama became president. Yeah. They know it. You know, They're not going to publish you know what, any of that stuff you know here. What, makes this, what gets me about Selma is that they're trying to make this, and I say, when I talk about them, I'm talking about the damn system. See, they want to make it all about... LBJ being mis, mis, uh, misrepresented in the damn movie. This is what it's, it's not about Selma. It's not about King. It's about we didn't give LBJ his just due because we made it appear as though he was he he, he was racist and uh, this and that. And have y'all heard that side of the what, what they're saying as far hmm. as that? Hmm. No, I, know, I didn't I know that. Belinda B. Johnson. No. I, I didn't. I, I didn't know that that's what that was about. I mean, I do recognize that. Uh, he came through with most of the uh, uh, legislation, but uh, uh, in actuality, he kind of screwed up some of the legislation because he was the one that put all that uh, women's lib shit in there. Uh, uh-huh. Kennedy did. Kennedy did. So, uh, I mean, uh, Kennedy, he just wrote some straight, you know, black legislation. You know, give them their rights, this and that, the other. But uh, uh, it was LBJ who slipped in the uh, women's lib stuff and said to make women, white women, minority. And right now, when it comes to the actual rights, civil rights legislation, white women have achieved more through civil rights legislation and those laws and so forth and programs than black women or black men. Absolutely. And it started out being... Right, because we were not able to get jobs because we couldn't vote here because it was white only, you know, it was white only or whatever. And they restricted you according to those particular things, but not because of, you know, your uh, education or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that women liberation, you, you hit that on the, the feminist movement. They didn't give a shit about black women. You know, that, that was a fight between a white man and a white woman. That feminist yep. movement, they included black and brown women only to swell up their ranks. Yeah. That was yeah. it. That was number. No other reason other than they got more women now on their side that they can actually say, well, we got 20 million women that is fed up with, with the system. No, you got you little 2 million that's fed up. You brought the other 18 in as a yeah. front. Yeah. Yep. 
And the, the truth is, the civil rights movement was the best it, thing ever happened to white women. That, yeah, that, yeah, you're right. That was the best thing that ever happened to white women. No one else. The black woman didn't really get much yep. out of it. Exactly. Yep. That is so true. Civil rights got changed from black people's rights to white women's rights. And that's what happened. And that's exactly what happened. And, and for, uh, uh, and for uh, Hispanics not to be involved with the civil rights movement, they were included in the minority end of it, which I really don't freaking understand. They stood on the side the whole line, the whole time. They didn't get involved. They Some of them picketed, a bunch of them didn't. But as soon as those black folks got hit upside the head, sprayed with water cannons, and everything got signed, they just marched their little ass right along with us. Yep. They came into the fold. Let me ask this question. Uh, the gas prices, man, I, it's unbelievably low. Out here in Texas, I'm getting gas here for $1.79, $1.75. Damn. Now, now, what I'm hearing, these fucking Republicans are saying now that that's the effort of the economy. I mean, they, they can't give nobody credit for shit. Now, they, if, the, if the gas prices were like George Bush, damn near five dollars for premium, exceeded five dollars at one time, Right. You can imagine what they'd be saying, but here a dollar seventy five instead of giving the brother credit, and we understand why it's no, no mystery. But instead of yeah. giving them credit, yeah. they're trying to say, "Well, these low gas prices are bad for the well, whose economy? This shit is great for my economy. I'm loving it." Well, then that that's what what they really saying is that the new players and the oil of business should be there. You know, like Nigeria and other countries that have which China got in there and gave up the equipment to them to be able to get this sweet proof, which Africa has the most of, which means all you got to do is pull the gas out and you can actually put it in the pump. It doesn't really need much of, uh, uh, of, what would you say, a process. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, not... Yeah. And so that's what the deal is with that, that stuff in Africa. That's why everybody running over to Africa because they can take it out the ground and put it That's why it's a better grade of few of oil. It, you don't have to put a lot of process in it. So what happened was is, is China go over there and say, hey, man, we'll give you all types of machines and stuff and industrial shit, man, just let us get as much as we want for so many years. And these Africans said, okay, nobody else is. But none of these European companies are offering us no uh, 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 harvested machines and stuff, tractors. Of course, you can come on over. And that's why they're talking that bad stuff about China, because China's actually offering some things. They're not offering a lot of aid money, but they're offering a lot of machine stuff. So these countries are becoming more developed quickly because they're getting offered actual things. And see, I mean, come on, China ain't going to be able to sell all them big-ass machines anyway. So why not give them that? Makes sense. Makes sense. And another I'm thing about it. this country as far as just advancement. Mad because, go ahead. Go ahead. As far ahead, as Jim. this country, I don't mean to cut you short, Lil. As far as advancements right. in this country, as far as transportation and, and, and renew, uh, renewable energy, um, I think it was a country, I think it was Belgium. One of those guys, one of those countries, i got to I got to re, re, I gotta re Go back and um, do my homework again. They came up with a car that runs off seawater. 
a functional car with wheels that runs off sea water. You got some Ooh. Nigeria young ladies made a um they they came up with a generator that runs off human piss. Yeah. If You're these right. countries can do that, this country can make all that stuff work. But the problem is still greed and the problem is 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 I don't understand why these white folks don't want to advance because they they so scared that the black folks gonna come along with that. That's why they took 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 out the middle class. They could yep, have had yep. advancements that would made everybody yep. advance toward um, everybody in the United States should be in middle class right now. You should it should be so many poor people because the middle yep. class is really the one that's 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 driving the economy. But the problem is the middle class is bringing too many minorities into it. And that would disrupt that one percent. That's the problem. That's why they're going after well, the unions. That's why they're well, going after very, families. We're families. very educated now, though. We're very educated now. So you can't honestly, you know what I'm saying? You can't honestly, like I, I was telling somebody the other day, man. You know, I met, I met people on the street that were actually boss pulled out degrees on me. Okay, we we are very educated now. You know, a uh, a. Uh, uh, a bachelor's degree is not that much anymore. That just means, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot of people with that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, you actually, we are very, very educated and stuff now. So you can't honestly say we don't have the uh, the uh, qualifications and so forth and all that. You know, you can't say that. We We actually do have that. But if so, this country was realizing them that that all of us would make this country great, it ain't. It's not a matter. We're not trying to take anything from the one percent. That shows you earned it. You got it. But why are you trying to keep trying to put oil on a slippery slope for the rest of us? How much freaking money do you need? You're not going to even spend it in your lifetime. If the one percent just got the hell out of the way and quit. Just like the the one fourteenth, right. I call it the ratchet one fourteenth. That's what I call it. The new Congress, the ratchet one fourteenth. If they, they, the first thing they did is started going after Obama and his achievements. Why couldn't they just start fresh? Bam! And this is what we're gonna do for the country. It's not about the country. They're so busy trying to. They're exactly. so busy scared of black folks and brown folks that yep. they're so blind that they're gonna bring their own country down. On, on top of them, and, 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 and these and people constantly voting these people in office, and we're too damn blind to see it. That's a bad thing. Well, that's a historical fact too. You know, as I was telling, uh, talking to someone about uh, uh, all the inventions that were that were made and so forth, and I was telling them all those inventions back in the days of slavery. I said those black folks made that. There's no incentive for a white man. To make an invention, invention such as Eli Whitney, who, made, who supposedly is the inventor of the cotton gin, when he has a, over a hundred slaves and he doesn't have to pick any cotton, he don't give a fuck about whether the slave has an easier time uh, and he gonna get a couple of more hours of rest or some shit. He don't give a shit about that. What he cares about is as long as the shit is picked, he don't give a shit about none of that. And be there when I want some of that booty, and about that's about it. And don't yeah. run away because I need you to do it so that I can sit on my ass. And this that's what complex. he's doing. He he's not thinking about that man that this will be more efficient and then that that you could pick more and this and that and the other. He wasn't thinking about shit of that. 
that was a black man who made that, and there's a whole lot of inventions back then that were made by black people, but because they were owned, what happened is, is that Massa owns the invention, and that's all. He owned your ass, and he owned the invention. There was absolutely no reason for them to even care about whether something was more efficient or anything. So when you look at these inventions and you turn around, even the one that, that you that we own right now, you know, our cell phones were made by a brother, you know. So and people don't know that. They have no idea. And this was his sad thing because he was a nuclear physicist. Okay, so this is just to show you how smart we are. We fucking educated, okay. So I don't be wanting to hear that shit I asked thinking in college and all that shit. This brother was a nuclear physicist, and this was his tinkering on the side. He decided to make a cell phone. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Just saying what it is, and he sold it to the military first. Like as usual, the military applications come first, then the civilian applications come afterwards. But wow. it's just one of those things. Uh, the but white man know, created basically a patent office so that he could take because we didn't have the money and so forth to file and, and, and make that. So that costs money. You know, uh, You know, and I really want I really I really, really want the people in the hood to hear stuff like this because we can do this. We can make a change tomorrow. All we gotta do is communicate with each other, like 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 Keith said, we're too damn sensitive about people telling us what we're doing wrong. If you know you file, you file. Let's just start with um um, educate, re-educating ourselves with our families first, ed- re-educating our kids, home thinking, um, critical thinking. What I mean home thinking mean, uh, meaning that you, we have extended families that we never knew. The right. parents got to jump in and say, okay, I fucked up and got five kids over here that y'all don't know about. The woman can't get pissed off and say, why you got five other kids? No, co- stop that shit. Right. Stop it. Right. You know, let's just go ahead and try to re-educate ourselves, who we are as a, 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 a family, then a group of people. Because if you can't deal yeah. with the, uh, the family, how the hell are you going to educate me? And I'm way over here, and you way over there, but I see you got problems. That's why I hate that old Bill Cosby bullshit. You don't go on tour and tell everybody about us. We know we fucked up. You know we right. fucked up, but you making money from us being fucked up. Now your ass right. is trouble. Now you're coming back to us. Asking us not to be too hard on you in the media. Man, you can blow me all day long. I'm sorry. That's just me. Yep. Damn right. And that's where he fucked up at. He did that shit. You know, you know, yeah. Tiger Woods did that bullshit too, and that's why he got no help from the black community. At least you can say that O. J. Simpson made some organizations, played with the kids, mother knew him personally and shit. That's why he had got some type of uh 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 support. In, in reality, you know what I'm saying? But these guys, now they, man, they, they just won't do shit. They won't do shit. I they won't give them support. I, I understand the angle, as a, especially as it pertains to Bill Cosby, and I, I understand where you come from. But I, 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 I saw that to me personally as tough grandfather kind of love to me. It's just frustrating him to see us be in that way. Maybe he said it wrong. Maybe he could have said it in a more tactful way. But I, I kind of saw it in the same way that President Obama was saying, but it's a little more harsh, a little more down home grandfatherly like. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't offended by what he said. That's just me. Yeah. Not really, not really either. I'll, 
there was a not really offended side, but he did make money off of the issues that we have, like, for instance, Mushmouth on the Cosby Kid. <laughs> he made okay. money off of Ebonics, and he want to talk about Ebonics. I hear you. Okay, you I, I hear you. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? You can't honestly do that because you made, I mean, you are multi, you're talking about a multi-billionaire. So you didn't make a little money off of I am and I issue. You made a lot. <laughs> you know? So, you, 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 know, you, you know, I'm having issues with you making that much money and not saying, well, thank you, y'all brothers and sisters. Shit, I wouldn't have had nothing to crack jokes about if y'all ass was talking like that. You know, I got a title for that. I've been call, I've been saying this for months, man. That's them new niggas. I'm sorry, them uppity new ass <laughs> niggas that went out there and and forgot where they was at when they green hit them. They first they saw oh. black, then they saw white, then they saw green. And you know, and 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 I, I've been a fan of Bill. I've been a fan of Bill Cosby for years. I just didn't like oh, yeah. it when he went on tour talking smack. You don't see any white people go right. out there talking smack about their own uh, people. Well, you know, we got these trailer park trash throwers, and, and they should have known that we fucking over everybody else, so why won't they just come aboard and we can fuck them all together? Why can't you they know be smart was... enough to understand we got control over everything, but they too damn stupid to come aboard so we can just fuck everybody over at the same time? Yeah, that was you don't see no white people saying that shit. There was a couple of people that did that. There was a couple of white people that did that, but there was only oh, okay. a couple. And they were hilarious, son. And they were both yeah. comedians. What, uh... Uh, damn it! What's that dude's name? And he talks about the politicians too. George. He talks George about Carlin. religion. George Carlin. George Carlin. One of them. I love that guy. I love him. He Come on, Bill, Bill Maher. Come on, Bill Maher. And then you, uh, Bill Maher. He he does it a little bit, a little bit. And then you got uh, uh, that that guy from way back in the day. He ended up making an album. He said he was an asshole. That was the name of his song. He said, I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. And he was talking about white people <laughs> in the suburbs. And, he, and you don't even remember that, do y'all, man? It was in the 90s. No. And I'm he made a one. song about it. And he's actually in, in, in movies and stuff now. But I forgot his name, but I'll probably remember it after we done. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that, 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 that's just, I don't know, that, that's the song. I, I hear what you're saying, but Bill, Bill just, just it didn't bother me at all. But we on the road, we got, we come into the uh, close, and uh, I guess we can, we, can get, we can go across and make closing statements, and we'll, we'll follow up. Uh, this is good. I, I, I enjoy this. We'll follow up, pick up what we left out today on next Saturday. But Brother Lamb, anything you want to close out and uh, put out there for the uh, open-minded folks? Uh, I want to tell everybody that a black man and a black woman loving each other today is a revolutionary act, and that that is not the norm now. So if you want to do something revolutionary and feel like you're doing something, then you go out and go love you, uh, a, a black man or a black woman. That's what you do. Hmm. Brother, I like brother that. Jim? My closing statement is I really would like the extended black families, female and male, to get together and talk. Open up. If you argue first and then you come to a conclusion, that's okay. Start somewhere. Then we can just 
try to make our neighborhoods better, get involved with some community situations, get involved with the park districts, get involved with politics if, if, if you can stomach it. A lot of people can't stomach that stuff. I understand that. But at least make an effort to try to make our neighborhoods better. We, we already know what's wrong. We already know what happened. Okay, we, keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your mind. Let's just start the family together first. That's me. And my, myself, I just want to say this. I'm going to say the same thing I said last week. I'll probably say it next week. We have to get our youth started from kindergarten through 12 and further. We have to get them into conflict resolution, anger management, basic morals, self-respect, critical thinking. The hell with trigonometry. I ain't never used it out here in the streets. We got to work <laughs> on a mind. We got we got we got to plant our seeds, man. We got to start and counter the image and the projection that the system has uh, put out there all over the world for us. So, brothers, brother Jimmy Williams, brother Lemuel Chester. Yeah. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, and uh, in my own personal closing, in the name of whomever or whatever. <laughs> We're going to have to talk about that one day, too. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to say <laughs> oh, in coming. closing, peace and good night. Oh, yeah. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Have a great night.
together God lives together God lives together 